As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. I do have a take. Point of contention. Uh, what are y'all talking about? Y'all hate. Stop hate. Welcome back to Point of Contention. Five topics, five minutes, five points of contention. I'm Zach Harper. We've got Andrew Schleck producing. Coming up on the show, repeat offender, king of the coaches, a grizzly poking a bear, sun's eclipse, and who can storm back down 2-0. Subscribe to our new YouTube channel. Subscribe to The Bounce, our NBA email newsletter every single day, Monday through Friday. By going to theathletic.com slash bounce. Today is April 20th. National, well, it's 420. Just if you get high, get high. If not, don't. But, you know, it's 420. Happy 420, everybody. Hey, our two contestants in this corner. He covers the Celtics. He reps Dylan Brooks because he likes bad players. It's Jay Sacramento King. Jay, do you have a pregame routine before playoff games? It's not just for playoff games. It's more of an every game type thing. Mm-hmm. And it's just a pregame nap. That's it. It's Didn't not you forget your laptop serious. recently? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, I'm i lucky I live just like a 12-minute walk from TD okay. Garden. All right. That's not so that I, bad then. Yeah. Right. I, yeah. I can go back and get it. And it was funny because I knew on the way over, I was like, my backpack feels a little light today. (laughs) (laughs) And I was thinking how light it felt. And and for some reason, I just thought I must have been like having a real strong day or something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I did did a couple of push-ups. Didn't think to check if I actually brought Feeling real swole this particular day. (laughs) So, yeah, that was tough. Tough, tough Just another tough day for the kid. I can't believe you thought, oh, I must be stronger. Uh, All right. And in this corner, he covers the Pelicans on the court. He covers Zion's whereabouts off the court. It's Will Guillory. Will, are we going to see the Pelicans in the playoffs next year? Man, I would hope so. (laughs) Because they're going to have three dudes making $30 million next year. They got multiple first-round picks. Uh, Their coach is going to be in the third year. So if they don't make it to the playoffs, something tremendously wrong uh, happened or everybody got hurt again, which is usually the story in New Orleans. Yeah. What, what is it about people? What, why, why, why the injuries? What's going on? 
Oh man, listen, if I knew, I would have written it a long time ago. I used to just think Anthony Davis falls over stuff. That's why he was always hurt. But maybe yeah. it's just a curse in the world and just people are hurt. Luckily, I haven't been one of them. So yeah. maybe maybe I'll trip over some of them before the no, end of this let's pod. Keep we'll you, let's keep you safe. Like maybe just like, you know, bend with the knees. Don't yeah. lift anything too heavy. Don't think you're J. King and you just got stronger all of a sudden so you can you can just grab whatever you want. So one of my rules in pickup is uh, keep your feet on the ground. That's the easiest way to stay healthy mm-hmm. playing yeah. pickup. Oh man, so you turn you, that jumper so as as your into feet leave the ground. That's when things go wrong. Turn that jumper. I've into never a set sprained shot. an ankle. I have never <laughs> sprained an ankle. Well, yeah, you have to get off the ground usually life. to to sprain an ankle. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I was just providing evidence to support his theory. Keep your feet on the ground, man. That's the best Keep advice I can give you. On the ground. That's good advice. That's good advice for a lot of things in life. All right, let's get this going. Schleck, start the clock. Take one. Repeat offender. You haven't heard Draymond Green will not play in game three against the Kings tonight. He was suspended for stomping on DeMontis Sabonis' chest after Sabonis grabbed his ankle during game two. In the game, Sabonis received a tech. Draymond was ejected, and NBA executive VP Joe Dumars, who doles out all those punishments, had this to say about the suspension. Quote, there was much discussion and back and forth looking at the play itself over and over, and then ultimately we came to the decision that the act itself and repeat offenses actually did warrant a suspension. He continues, quote, that the stuff that happened afterward, that doesn't help the situation, but if it wasn't just that alone, we wouldn't be having this conversation. I focus on the act itself and the fact that it's a repeat offense. Those were the two main things. Discourse on this subject is all over the map. You have the Warriors telling media that this was bound to happen because Sabonis was using the ball as a weapon. Many think it's outrageous <laughs> that Draymond was suspended. <laughs> Others think it was warranted. And poor Bob Myers had this to say, quote, each time he's messed up, my hope is he learns from it and becomes better tonight. Potentially series changing game three. Sabonis listed as questionable. He's going to play. Don't be stupid with a bruised sternum and Draymond will watch it from home. Uh, and by the way, just the whole, well, Jay, are you worried about Sabonis? Are you worried about Sabonis using the ball as a weapon in this oh, game now that Draymond's not around? <laughs> Yeah, I, I thought mean, you were going to say, could, Jay, have you ever really been attacked dangerous. with a basketball? That's, I thought you were going <laughs> to it, it could get really dangerous out there. I mean, sure. I'm, I'm afraid for Looney. I'm afraid for Kaminga now, who's yeah. probably going to play a bigger role. Uh, you have to fear for Andrew Wiggins' safety. He, he's uh-huh. just trying to get back, back in shape anyway. <laughs> no. It is much worse to use your foot as a weapon then whatever Sabonis is doing with the basketball yeah. is is what I would say to that. I can't believe that they used <laughs> they said that. Like, come yeah. on, they, they, they went on a major. These playoff series get so petty. This playoff is, series gets so petty. You can't be the Warriors and then all of a sudden become the Rockets, where you just have this like <laughs> nonsensical complaint to the league off. He's using the ball as a weapon. Like it's like, listen, guys, you've been employing J- Draymond Green for the past decade. You can't <laughs> complain about people being too physical in the playoffs. You, just, you can't just pull up some of my man's highlights. That, like <laughs> you can't complain about like, oh well, this guy said some things to the ref and you didn't tee him up. Like you can't do any of that stuff. Like it's just like, like Jake, what what's going on? I. Uh, See, I don't think Draymond should have been suspended. I, and I seem to be in a minority here. Yeah. I uh, 
I have never gotten as much hate on Twitter as I have over the past few days. Oh, you should write about banning for, the charge. See what happens. For saying, yeah, you must be in the <laughs> middle of it right now. But, like, okay, two, two reasons why I don't think. First, I think he Sabonis did grab his ankle. Yeah. And when you're in the middle of the moment, you have to free yourself from the ankle. And obviously, Draymond put extra on the stop like it, it wasn't just tr- trying to get free from the ankle but right. it pains me that the guy who grabbed someone else's ankle has now been rewarded with draymond getting ejected from that game and getting suspended from the next game well he does have a bruised sternum so remember that you know he's questionable yeah. with a bruised well, sternum it's, it, it's also <laughs> Until he misses a game, I'm going to go operate under the assumption that, like the Warriors, they are having some petty wars out there. Um, And then the other reason, he already got ejected from the last game, and that cost his team the win. Like That was a very close game. The Warriors basically didn't get a stop the rest of the game after Draymond got ejected. He's already been punished in a major manner, and if you're going to look look back to his history he's already been punished for all that stuff too he had a a championship taken away from him because he got suspended in the finals and so to to me like this is an overreaction it's a suspension when they didn't need to suspend him but Draymond doesn't deserve doesn't get the benefit of the doubt and that's his fault so he has to live with that will do you think that missing the final seven oh three or whatever that was of, of game two do you think that is enough punishment or that it warranted something else yeah i'm with jay uh you're not in a minority on this show i don't think he should have been suspended for the game and uh uh you know it was weird because we never see the nba go on like a press tour to explain why they're suspending yeah, that somebody weird. Yeah, that, never that seen was anything weird like that's that a before. good point yeah uh but yeah i, I really honestly i think we wouldn't be having this discussion if if Draymond didn't go macho man Randy Savage in, in front of the Kings crowd and decide to just start screaming at people out of nowhere. I think that whole spectacle kind of took it to a whole different level. And it's <laughs> like, all right, Draymond. Wild. It's like that's. I think the league was like, all right, Draymond, you're wilding. You need to you need to take a seat now, right. just because you're doing too much. And I, I just think again, like Jay said, it, you, Draymond can't blame anybody but himself for this one. They can, they can be mad at the league. They could be mad at Sabonis for using a basketball as a weapon. But at the end of the day, if what Draymond, is- if you weren't wilding out, stepping on people, yelling at the crowd, you'd be playing a game three. And if this season comes to end now, they, they can't, they can't point the finger at anybody else. I'm sure they're going to find a way to point it at somebody. Uh, but it's Draymond. You know, always straddling that line, and, and this time he 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 went over it, and you know he's paying the cost. How does he's throwing it at people? He's hitting them in the face with it. He he's pushing them with. It. How do you use the basketball as a weapon in game? I haven't seen it. I haven't I've seen, it. seen I, it. Let's just say that I, I, I have not seen Sabonis using I the basketball as a weapon. There was was wasn't it one of the more Dejounte Murray that bopped somebody on up the upside the head yes. with the ball one time. Yes. Yeah, remember, remember Dejounte Murray and was it summer? I do with basketball. Yeah, right? yeah. Pick up yeah. or something. Just, <laughs> yes. Yeah. So. All right. If if Sabonis is out there doing that, I would give it to him. I but feel he's like not. we would have seen it the, if we if the, if he was doing that. I'm. I also might be a little crazy, but this has only enhanced how much I'm looking forward to Game Three. This is setting up to be a potential all time moment for Steph and for Clay. 
two of the most competitive guys in the world who know how much is at stake, the, who the know guy, the, that on, they need to do it without Draymond, who's means so much to that team. The guys, uh, the guys, the guys who have four championships. Who have well, been, it's not going to be shooter, the two surefire Hall of Famers. You're saying game three down. Let, let's go with round one against the against the Kings is let's go with memorable moment for them. Let's go with memorable instead. Okay. Let's De'Aaron go with Fox is about to wipe all of that away. We're forgetting all of that. Forget what Steph did in game four of the finals to the Celtics. It's Malik Monsley. Forget all of that. Can he light up Davion Mitchell? This is the legacy builder. But but seriously, those guys take every challenge extremely seriously. They have had for 10 years, an ability to rise to the challenge as well as anybody else does. All the big games they've had with their backs against the wall. And now here we get to see it. And we also no know that against it, a team that's rolling. And we also know that this might be it, right? If they lose in the first round, oh. they might break this thing up. Uh, this might be the last Draymond time we see this, this version up, of the Warriors. So that's on the line as well here. Mm-hmm. Hey, speaking of the Kings, take two. King of the coaches on Wednesday. It was announced that Mike Brown of the Sacramento Kings was named Coach of the Year. Brown received all 100 first place votes, becoming the first unanimous winner of NBA's Coach of the Year award ever. Brown easily beat out Mark Degnall and Joe Mazzulla, who ranked second and third in Coach of the Year voting. It was the, I think I have this stat right. I, I looked this up. It's the second biggest gap between. Coach of the Year awards for one coach. It was 14 years. He last won it in 2008, 2009, wow. when the Cavs won 66 games. the 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 biggest gap is Hubie Brown, who won the award 26 years apart, 1978 <laughs> and 2004. Which it just that's my favorite stat now. Out of any stat, that's my. I favorite can't wait stat. till Hubie wins it again. 26 <laughs> years oh, from he's now. Gonna, oh my god, <laughs> 2030. He's gonna get it. So it's gonna be great. Uh, <laughs> Will, how much credit do you give Mike Brown for this Kings turnaround? I mean, you got to give him a ton. Uh, we've said it a million times, but this is a team that hasn't been to the playoffs in, in almost two decades. You know, Talladega Nights was in yeah. theaters. I mean, there's just there's so much nasty history there in Sacramento. They, they, I one of the last regular season games, they were trying to close it out, and I think the announcer comes on the PA is like, "This is the biggest possession in the history of basketball <laughs> about to come up, so the Kings can clinch." But nah, I, I think you got to give Mike credit for two big things. I think one from the moment he stepped into Sacramento, he said, I'm going to hold De'Aaron Fox and Sabonis accountable for playing mm-hmm. defense. And he did it publicly. He did it with playing time. We saw a few times early on, he was pulling those guys out of games because they weren't playing defense. And I think setting that standard is a big reason why you see them defending the Warriors the way they are right now. And I think they're those guys kind of led the charge with that. And I think Mike Brown was the one that really put that on their mind and let them know we're not going to go anywhere unless our two best players are playing defense. And then, too, I think you've seen Mike Brown evolve as a coach. Uh, You know, he's known for being a defensive-minded guy. He's known for, you know, even when he won that coach of the year with the Cavs, he was known for having a really basic offense. Mm-hmm. It was always LeBron at the top of the key playing one on five. And now you see they're playing this warrior style where everybody's moving, everybody's cutting. Sabonis is putting up seven, eight assists every single night. So I think you've seen his evolution as a coach and you've seen him really helped De'Aaron Fox bring his game to another level, not just the way he's playing, uh, but the way he's leading. And I think Mike Brown kind of called him to the carpet to, to do that this year. 
Yeah, Jay, I think this is an example where we always just assume coaches coach the way they do, right? And there is no evolution. But I think Mike Brown is a great example that like, no, coaches, like the good coaches, the right coaches will evolve as times evolve. And he went to Golden State and he learned a ton. And as Will said, you see him applying a lot of that on the Kings. And it's also a lesson that we probably shouldn't judge every coach just by the style they use each year. Yeah. Like pe- people thought he was a bad offensive coach because he wasn't super creative with like Ira Nubel and Sasha Pavlovich in the starting <laughs> lineup. You know, but but that's serious. And, and now with this particular job, I just felt like he was so great at carving out this team's identity. Those Kings play so fast, which takes advantage of De'Aaron Fox. Like he's one of the fastest guys. Their transition is just a blur like if if you just don't pay attention to the game for half a second i i was watching king celtics earlier this year and like i take notes during possessions and i would start to take a note and it would just be like the possession was over that was it (laughs) and normally i could do that and i look up and they're not even at half court yeah um so that was one thing he did and then the other thing is like taking advantage of sabonis's passing and playmaking and all of that all the dribble handoffs that they run. He made a beautiful, beautiful offense. And then he had to change them from being a losing franchise to make those guys believe. Fox had never experienced winning in the NBA. Sabonis had done it to like some extent in Indiana on yeah, like some bit, yeah. mildly decent teams. They lost their first four games of the season. Like th- this wasn't a job where he came in and they had immediately had success he had to convince those guys to believe to buy in to stay with him this whole time I just think he did an incredible job he learned a lot it seems from Steve Kerr uh, but he's always always been a great coach and and this is just a lesson that like coaches coaches aren't always what their teams make what their players make them do if that makes sense and yo, shout out to Mike Brown, but can we just go back to the point that Jay, this is supposed to be a crowning moment for Jay King. The Kings get into the playoffs and he somehow turned himself into public enemy with number like, one. Oh, they're gonna get and These bums are gonna be They're supposed to be there. throwing rose petals at this uh, man's uh, feet. Man, he became the <laughs> he was the only one so that believed. Quick. He's the only I one quick. The only one that believed. I started hyping them up at the trade deadline last year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And, and now, and, and now, now he can't step foot in Sacramento. Now everyone hates me. Everyone hates him because you said they're gonna get swept. God, that's rough. Man. Now that's I, I was very Kings. wrong. I was extremely wrong. I picked one. the Kings, and in fact, I you know there's text message evidence of me saying Kings in four during Tuesday night's game. <laughs> there was also evidence after the first quarter where I said I can't believe I backed these bums, but then quickly turned back around and <laughs> yeah, listen, said we Kings forgot that part. We forgot that part. Hey, turned the ball over nine times in the first quarter. I, I was a little upset. <laughs> Yeah, just Jay, if you go to Sacramento, just watch your head. Somebody might throw a basketball at you. They're known mm-hmm. for using Some basketballs as weapons out big there. Big ass so Lithuanian might just do keep it. your head on the swivel next time you go to Sacramento. I, I, I still can't believe somebody said that. Like, imagine <laughs> saying the words he's using the basketball as a it weapon make and sense. being serious. I still understand it. All right, I'd be ashamed of myself. I really would. Let's take a quick break, fellas. We come back. A DB is poking bears. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? 
Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And we're back. Take three. A grizzly poking a bear. The Lakers and Grizzlies are tied 1-1 after last night's Grizzlies win. John Morant sat out with right hand soreness after he sustained a soft tissue injury to his right hand in game one. That was no problem for the Grizzlies who had all five stars in double figures, including 22-13 and 13 from Xavier Tillman. Xavier Tillman led the Grizzlies in scoring in a playoff victory. Xavier Tillman. Xavier Tillman is so disrespectful. <laughs> Look, it's a surprise to literally everybody, including Xavier Tillman. We also got a little confrontation between LeBron and Dylan Brooks, and Brooks mumbled this into a microphone after the game. Schleck, play the tape. I don't care. He's old. You know what I mean? That's, I was waiting for that. I was expecting him to do that game four, game five. He wanted to say something when I got my fourth foul. He should have been saying that earlier on. I poked Bears. I don't respect no one until they come and give me 40. With the series already getting chippy after two games, John Morant's status is in question for game three, and we're headed back to L.A. Jay, one, do you support poking bears? And two, who do you favor to win this series after the first two contests? Yes, I support Dylan Brooks poking bears. Uh-huh. <laughs> he... He's the new Pat Beverly. He's he, just entertainment. Pat Beverly can talk. <laughs> it, it, it was kind of weird. Like he, it's weak. He can't talk. Now. But but he is old now. He is old now. Yeah, and he still yeah. scored. All, they had to take it. So the the Lakers were down like sixteen. They go on a seven zero run, and Taylor Jenkins was like, "All right, well, I got to fix this run." Dylan, you're out. I'm putting Luke Kennard in. Like, sometimes that's what you, happened. You need a little shooting. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes you know, to put the ball through the know, net. Every now and then it's important. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes that matters. No, yeah. no but, but, but in all honesty, the Grizzlies, I still think they're going to win this series. Wow. They are, Whoa. They are wow. the better defensive team. Their defense in game two – just was awesome. Incredible. They were yeah. so tough. They took away everything the Lakers wanted. They the help on Anthony Davis at the rim, like he ended up with an awful game. Some of it was because there was just super effort plays from guys that weren't even guarding him to block him at the rim. Yeah. John Conchar. Bless your soul. <laughs> John, John Conchar. Conchar everywhere, man. Oh he was everywhere. Conchar. Just incredible John Conchar night. Uh yeah. It was, but yeah, I, and and when Jai is out, obviously they need him. Their offense needs him. They they suffer so much on that end without him, but it only enhances what they do best, which is their defense. Yeah, and when he's out, 
they just are better defensively. They're they're bigger. Tyus Jones is just like Tyus Jones, so super good, solid. Man. Yeah, so good. So I still I still believe in the Grizzlies more than I do the Lakers. Although it was somewhat concerning that the Lakers played as poorly as they did, and we're still there at the end. Uh, Will, do you support this clown behavior of Dylan Brooks? I told y'all I have something. I had something to reveal to y'all before the pod. Yes, yes, yes. And tell it to me. And my revelation is, I had a vote this year, NBA award. Shout out to all the award voters out there. And I voted Dylan Brooks first team all defense this year. And part of it is because of what he did in that game last night. Not just his ability to play physically to limit guys and make life tough on you, but he gets in your head. It, it it annoys the crap out of people the way he does. And I think you saw that moment late in that game where LeBron was just like, you know what? I'm fed up with you. I'm about to curse you out. I'm about to call you a bum. And Dylan Brooks just had a big old smile on his face because you know what he said? I got you. Once, you, once you're at the point when Le, you're LeBron James and you're arguing with Dylan Brooks in a playoff game, then Dylan Brooks wins because there's no reason we should be having a, a LeBron James versus Dylan Brooks conversation there is, there is no year conversation about 2023 against each other like de- like he was scored on dylan brooks with ease no i think the guy who who handled this perfectly i want to go back to one of my favorite quotes of all time is kevin durant when he said y'all know who i am i'm kevin durant yes when everybody was saying kevin yes. durant versus pat beverly in the playoffs a couple of years ago, he was like hey hold on yeah, hold you on remember who I am? Like, I'm, I'm Kevin Durant. Like, you can't be talking about me with Pat Beverly. Like, what's going on here? And that's how LeBron should be responding to uh, Dylan yeah. Brooks. But he allowed yeah. himself to get on the same level with Brooks. And Brooks was like, yeah, I'm I'm four for 13 or whatever he was last night. And I'm right there. And people are asking me about LeBron James after the game. And that's showing me on TNT. And that's the win for Dylan Brooks. But do I think Xavier Tillman is going to continue to outplay Anthony Davis the rest of this series? Yes. Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> no, so it's going to be hard for Memphis the rest of the way. <laughs> so uh, they're going to need John Morant sooner rather than later, I think, if they're going to make this a series. I think Dylan was Brooks more- is, the, is the master of my teammates got us a win. So I'm going to talk trash. I think that's what Dylan Brooks is the master of. He, the guy contributes almost nothing to winning. The uh, What was more disrespectful? What Dylan Brooks said about LeBron James or the way LeBron James was defending Dylan Brooks? Like literally just could not have cared less <laughs> yeah, was, that Dylan Brooks was shooting uh, wide well, open. Well, because he, he, shoots, he shoots his shooting motion, like his base, it, he shoots like he just shat himself. <laughs> but he's got to get this shot off before the shot clock expires. He, you ever he notice does that? Kinda, he kind of runs like he's got the squirts. And too, also, like. you know what's weird? <laughs> David Roddy shoots the same way. I'm like, like, what's happening? Why is David Roddy shooting like Dylan Brooks? I just want to say I'm not into age shaming. We don't we don't need to be age shaming <laughs> LeBron or anybody else in the league. Don't be calling people old. Uh, just because you feel like you're young, because Dylan Brooks, I, you're gonna be old one day too. So I'm that's what I got to say. About fascinated. That. He's gonna age gracefully, I'm sure. Um, I'm <laughs> sure. Yeah, he does everything gracefully. I'm I'm fascinated to see what Dylan Brooks' next contract is. Because whatever it is, just just stop showing off your belly button in public, man. Put a shirt on, Dylan Brooks. I don't want to see your <laughs> maybe belly don't button or your that, nipples in public, Dylan Brooks. Put maybe a don't shirt get a on. chain that we could just assume stands for douchebag. <laughs> maybe don't do that. I know you. I know your name is Dylan Brooks, but come on. All right, coming up after the break, we check in on Suns Clippers. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, 
everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Take four, Suns Eclipse. Tuesday night, the Suns bounce, bounce back to beat the Clippers, tying the series at 1-1. Series have been close so far with the impressive play from KD and Kawhi, Westbrook and Booker showing up in big ways, role players shooting well, have a big impact in the series. As we saw Torrey Craig hit five three-pointers as the Clippers are daring him to shoot the ball, help propel the Suns over the Clippers in game two. This series heads back to LA tonight for game three and four. Will, in a tied series between these two, who do you favor to move on to round two? I'm still sticking with the Suns. I still feel like the Suns are right there as one of my favorites to come out of the West and go to the finals this year just because, I mean, you saw that last game, Durant and Book, they're just just such a potent duo, and they complement each other so well. Uh, It's just really tough for anybody to figure out a good – defensive scheme for those guys because once you send two bodies to sit and stop one of those guys and the other one standing on the other side of the court and we're going to be able to make plays and it's tough and I, and I think the big development for them in that last game as well is Chris Paul just being a little bit more aggressive I mm-hmm. think they just need that just because I mean their bench is giving them zero <laughs> they're basically oh, a, a four man team at this point I, I was like look they're they're shallow but they're not that shallow like, no they're that shallow man. <laughs> yeah, they, they are extremely bad. shallow it is bad so you need Chris Paul to score just because nobody else is coming out there to score points. So you, you need Chris Paul to continue to be aggressive. You need DeAndre Ayton to like take a shot at the rim every now and then, uh, mm-hmm. not just take jumpers the whole game. But I think with KD and Book, uh, they've got enough. And the crazy thing through these first two games is Russell Westbrook has been unbelievable. He's been incredible. And I just don't know if he's going to be able to keep that up. And, and without that additional Westbrook scoring, uh, I think the question is where is that scoring coming from? for the clips just to support Kawhi uh, because it doesn't look like Paul George is coming back. So, yeah, I still got the Suns. Yeah, Jay, I I think the concerning thing for me for the Clippers was in the second half, Monty Williams was like, okay, I guess I'll double Kawhi Leonard. And one, I didn't think his vision was very good when they did it. Like, he kind of got tunnel vision a little bit, especially in the fourth quarter. And two, like, just who's there to step up? Eric Gordon? I mean, Russ a little bit. Like, Russ did play well. Will's right. Like, Russ has played well, but... I just don't know who's there to help Kawhi. And that's the thing. like, And I've said this all season because they're like a super deep team, right? Yeah. They have a ton of players who are worthy of being in rotation. Phoenix could use every single player on, on their <laughs> they roster. <really> could. <laughs> like, like any, anybody on the Clippers roster would be at least the fifth best player on this. On this oh, Suns. don't do Torrey Craig like that. Come uh. on. Uh, no, I stand by that claim. I absolutely stand by that claim. <laughs> Come on. However, like who, I don't know who their third best player, or in this series, their second best player is. I don't. 
Yeah. Uh, they have huge gaping shooting hole with Russell Westbrook. And all that stuff matters. If Paul George was in this series, it would be so fun. Yeah. And it's it's devastating he's not. Um I just don't think the Clippers have enough. I think at the end of the day the the Suns have more answers, but nothing from this series so far has made me rethink the Suns supporting cast. Like I I thought someone might step up. Uh, Tory Craig has. Tory Craig. Yeah, Tory Craig did, yeah. Sure. Other than that, they haven't found a single answer. They don't know what they're going to. I don't know why they signed Terrence Ross. Like what <laughs> what happened? Like he's been that, awful. They they signed Terrence Ross because nobody has watched Magic games in a couple of years. Let's be right. honest. Someone's watching that's Magic it. games since Dwight. <laughs> oh, that's it. Man. Terrence Ross has not been super helpful for a while. I, yeah. I don't know why Damian Lee doesn't play. What does Damian Lee do wrong? That's this a guy, good question. Yeah. He can at least shoot. He can hit threes. I, I he's he's competitive. Solid. Yeah, he's a solid yeah, player. I, I, I would pull the Damian Lee card and just see what happens with a little bit more shooting because as well as Phoenix's offense played in game two, they generated 24 three-pointers. That's so archaic. It's yeah. so weird. It was 19 in game partly, one. 19. It's partly because all those guys are amazing from mid-range. Like, yeah. They are the rare guys where mid range is actually a good shot for them. Yeah, but you need somebody to make threes and space the court and make things a little easier for those guys. And Damian Lee is sitting over there with whatever his three point percentage is. I know it's in the forties and yeah, legit. It's high. Yeah, um, you know, shout, it's, to, it's shout not- to La Murray too, by the way, who wrote about how they killed him in the mid range because like they were they they just operated all night in the mid range. Yeah, I mean, they made 10 threes and Torrey Craig had five of them. So that's all you need to know <laughs> about what's going on in Phoenix right now. Xavier uh, but you know, I was 22 and 13. <laughs> yeah, we used to keep talking about Xavier Tillman. Yo, that was a crazy game he had last night. But uh, nah, I, I was I was about to say something and I just felt nasty before it even came out of my mouth. I was about to be like, oh. yo, they're missing campaign right now. Oh, they can wow. use him off the oh, bench. And wow. I was like, God, am I about to say they need campaign? Right? Uh, that was going on. They Phoenix, should have signed so. Reggie Jackson or somebody. Like they, man, man, I'm telling you, they needed something to happen with that bench because Josh Okogie. They should have signed Reggie and, Jackson. That's that's a low uh, spot. We haven't <laughs> seen we haven't seen Campaign do something since he was in China. Like, what are you talking about? Like, uh, man, Campaign uh, had that one good year. Let's be honest, he had, he had, he had like one good two year. Two months. He had two man, months. Man, that little playoff got run. Back. Yeah, where CP got hurt, and yeah, yeah, it's 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 rough. They just need anything. I don't. They got to try something because I don't think you could just keep playing KD and book 45 minutes every no. game and think Especially you're going to make it through four they rounds. Are, they're are they playing though. a ton of minutes. A ton of yeah, minutes. They got nobody else. And they have to because they have no depth. Yeah, but it's yeah. like, it's concerning. It's alarming that they have to play this many minutes in round one against a Clippers team without Paul George. That's alarming. And yeah, it could no catch doubt. up to them. Yeah. No doubt. All right. Take five. So you're telling me there's a chance. Other than Kings Warriors, we have three series that sit at 2-0. Sixers, Nets, Celtics, Hawks, Nuggets, Timberwolves. Saw the Wolves 
put up a little bit of a fight last night. Anthony Edwards was great, and he was fun. That turned into a fun game. Yeah, it turned into a fun game. Out of nowhere. Yeah, out of nowhere, because I was ready to, man, I was ready to turn on Bar Rescue. I was done. I was tapped out for about second quarter. I was like, I don't know about this one, man. <laughs> this one, not a good, not a good basketball night. Uh, Sixers-Nets has been interesting. Nets just can't score in the second half of these games. And Celtics-Hawks, well, let's move on. Jay, of these three series, which one is most likely to make it six or seven? Six or and, seven, and which is most likely to be a sweep? <laughs> Six or seven? Uh, I'll go. Minnesota is the most most likely to make it. Six wow. or seven? It, it's not going to go six or seven. Thank God, God for Anthony, that third quarter. Otherwise, you would not have said that last <laughs> about last right. night. <laughs> a- Anthony Edwards can make things interesting, and I He's believe so in Anthony Edwards' competitive spirit a- among the the groups that you brought up, like. Anthony Edwards is the one who could actually make something. That third quarter, he was just incredible. Yeah. Nobody could stay in front of him. He was getting to the rim time after time. He was making everything happen. The fourth quarter, he was pretty awesome, too. He was pretty good, yeah. <laughs> he was pretty good. And uh, But the none of these series. Let's be honest. That, that series ain't going six. Jamal Murray sees Rudy Gobert drop coverage and becomes the greatest player who ever oh lived. Oh, my God. They <laughs> the greatest cannot. player who ever lived. They ran a they ran a they ran a big man pick and roll with Jokic and and Aaron Gordon and it looked like Cat and Gobert were just now stepping on a basketball court for the first time. They couldn't have defended it worse. It was so bad. <laughs> just the easiest yeah. dunk Aaron Gordon ever gotten. They ran it a couple gotten. times for for alley oops too. They did, yeah. Oh, it's so then, easy. Oh yeah, I had, and the third quarter. It seemed like part of it was just the Nuggets relaxing after getting up big in the first right. half. But still, like Anthony Edwards can be the best player on the court no matter who's on the court mm-hmm. for stretches. And so I don't think that about anyone on the Nets. I don't think that about anyone on the Hawks. And so it's uh, it, 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 by default. The, this this trade yeah, conversation getting interested, Will, uh, with uh, everything going on there. Uh, first of all, who yeah. do you think could make it six or seven? Who do you think is most likely to sweep? I'm kind of with Jay here. I guess I got to go Minnesota by default because I tell you, the Hawks are not ever going to be the answer. They can play the, <laughs> the Celtics 20 more times and they won't win one game. That's the most lopsided playoff series I might have seen in my life. I think Jay might be at games like playing tic-tac-toe during some of these games. I don't even no, know how you stay we awake don't want that. Got during beat. that series. I yeah. think it uh, beat tic-tac-toe. <laughs> <laughs> Three moves. Three moves. Most embarrassing moment of my life. Oh my god! Nah, that that Hawk series is ugly. I mean, the, yeah. the Celtics are just toying with them at this point. And I mean, the the Nets are scrappy. You know, Bridges has has some good moments, but like they just don't have the size in the front court to mm-hmm. deal with Embiid. And like you get a half decent Harden, and those games are gonna be blowouts half the time. So I I guess I gotta go Minnesota. I think Cat is gonna be play better when they go home. Uh, like we said, Ant is a is a star, and I think we're probably gonna see him a little bit more on Jamal Murray moving forward, just because I don't even know if they have any other options. Uh, but yeah, the, these three series, uh, we could probably end them in three, and and I'll be fine. Be good. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just get yeah. to the next round. Uh, what <laughs> do you think? Jamal, do you think this Jamal Murray is is gonna be consistent in this playoff run? Because he's been great. 
these two games. Like, they cannot guard him. He was unbelievable. He's been phenomenal. And I think – I'm not sure because I think kind of the story of Jamal Murray this year has been his inconsistency. Mm -hmm. And he's had these moments where he's played really well and then he's dipped. Uh, So maybe, you know, playoff time he'll be able to keep it up. But uh, I just kind of feel like he's going to be up and down. That's kind of been a Jamal Murray story this year. Uh, And the key for them is just – Yoke is just getting everybody involved and and them trying to not be like Phoenix and have some production from the bench, get a little – something from christian brown mm-hmm. uh and i think that'll be their key to to, to really be a threat to go forward in the playoffs because it can't just be the jamal murray and Jokic show so i think that's something to keep an eye on just how those guys perform on the road now what happened michael Rudy porter Gold? jr was so good in the oh fourth. he was great man. He, was. Yeah. he had a huge yeah. stretch for them when the game was in the balance and Jokic and murray were both on the bench where he just Kind of took over for a little while. He took an insane three that was an and one. Like, that was yeah. just a bonkers decision. He was off balance, drilled it anyway. When Jamal Murray gets going, I truly have no idea how you stop the Nuggets. Damn. No clue. Yeah. Because then you're just petrified of him. And he's 6'4", 6'5", whatever he is, and sh- just makes some of the most ridiculous shots when he's going. Like, the step backs, the... He's just—it's beautiful to watch him when he's going, and then all of a sudden you get Jokic in the actions, and you're so overreacting to Murray that Jokic gets the ball in advantageous situations, and then then Aaron Gordon's rising for lobs, and on the weak side, Michael Porter Jr. like he's an awesome, awesome shooter. You cannot leave him. Yeah, like when when Jamal Murray really gets going, this team's offense—that team's offense—is mesmerizing. I, there's there's no, like, this is going to sound disrespectful to Jamal Murray, and I don't oh mean it that way. Oh, boy. There's no worse player who can be better to watch than Jamal Murray, if that makes sense. Like, when he gets going, he's impossible. He is impossible. <laughs> it's so disrespectful. That's, <laughs> that's so disrespectful. He's never made an all-star game, but he can go, like, not just one game, but, like, stretches where he has 40 or 50 in, in a playoff series. Who else can do that? I love how Denver went from it's a travesty that Aaron Gordon isn't an all-star to, well, Jokic should be MVP. I mean, Dave, he's never played with an all-star before. In like a month. Yeah. In like they a month. The, they do love to switch those arguments. They, yeah, in, that's a Mike Malone staple right there. Um, <laughs> real quick before we're done, uh, I have a theory on this series as I've watched the the first two games. I've noticed, I think... I think Jokic feels bad for Gobert. And so, like, there's been some physical play, but I think Jokic is kind of taking it easy on him because he knows they're going to win, and he's just like, man, Gobert's been through a lot lately. He's not <laughs> going after him the way he usually does. I think Jokic feels bad for Rudy. There was a little moment last night where, like, they, they captured uh, Kyle Anderson and Gobert kind of, I guess you could say, making up a little bit of Kyle yeah. Anderson, trying to encourage him. Uh, so I guess that's good, but yeah. Gobert got the tech, like, yeah, and Kyle tried to calm him down. Yeah, calm him down. Yeah, it's like Gobert, calm down, man. You don't want to scare. That was a weak tech. That was a weird. It was a. It was a. He just was ran away from the run. action. It, but it was a weird run. Uh, you shouldn't run fair, like that, Rudy. It, only it was. It was an aggressive weird, run. So. <laughs> that's you know what. That's fair. That's a good point. 
All right, that's going to do it for this week's Point of Contention. Thank you for listening. Make sure you subscribe to all the podcasts on the Athletic Podcast Rudy Network. was actually really good, too. Yeah, he had a nice game. It just <laughs> didn't know, We matter. just always just, just wanted yeah. to say that. Yeah. We just, just always kill Rudy. <laughs> By the way, I mean, Jay was killing him last night on Twitter. Just absolutely <laughs> killing him last night. <laughs> Saying, like, you see yeah. him get played off the court by Terrence Mann and Jalen Brunson and Maxie Claver, and you man. decide, let's get all the assets and trade for him. It's, it is yeah. true. He just it's better hope wrong. he doesn't. He just better hope he don't cross pass with Xavier Tillman. He might oh, drop a forty ball. Oh, that head. would be or the weaponized, be, oh the my weaponized God. balls. Xavier Tillman's breaking the, the ball up the floor. <laughs> 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 weaponized ball. Don't let him play the Kings ever again. All right, Warriors plus minus. Anything is possible. Down to dunk, no dunks. Glue guys, Sixers beat, and the Bud and Carter good show. And make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe to the Bounce, theathletic.com slash bounce. For Jay King, for Will Guillory, for Andrew Schlecht, I'm Zach Harper. See you next time on Point of Contention. Keep those balls weaponized. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.